guys. And yes, look who's finally ready to play. Let's see if I remember how to do this. Okay, okay, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, all the good NBA fans out there? It gives me great pleasure to introduce the NBA League Pass Podcast, the full court press of all things you need to know NBA in 30 minutes or less. That's right, we're going to discuss everything that's going on in the week of NBA in 30 minutes. This is the NBA League Pass Podcast, the full court press of all things you need to know NBA. Only on the War Report Radio Series. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. And we are broadcasting live from a city without an NBA team. That is right. We are broadcasting live from Newark, New Jersey. Bring back the Nets. This show is a little bit more structured. We're not going to waste a lot of time. All you need to know is that when you hear this sound, we are beginning to discuss a new topic. And when you hear this sound... We have delegated too much time, and it is time to move on to the next round of subjects. Okay, so each show is going to begin with headlines. You can't make an NBA podcast without discussing the news surrounding the NBA, the biggest stories, what's going on in the league. Okay, to paint this picture, we're about a week and a half removed from All-Star Weekend in Toronto 2016. Overall, I thought it was a great weekend, uh, despite some... Minor mishaps. Overall, great weekend. Shout-outs to Drake. Shout-outs to Kevin Hart. They were on my TV screen literally everywhere. I was not able to go to Toronto, of course, for the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Wasn't able to champagne and campaign, as Jalen Rose would say. Shout-out to Jalen Rose. Overall, though, good weekend. Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine brought the dunk contest back. They had to go into triple OT dunk-off overtime. Which is something that I don't think we've seen since Jordan and Dominique. So, I thought the All-Star Weekend, just because of that, was a success. Uh, other than the game itself, nothing to really talk about. Russell Westbrook took home MVP. Uh, wasn't a lot of defense played. Not a lot to talk about. One thing I will say was, where was Vince Carter? Arguably the best Toronto Raptor ever. 
nowhere to be found during All-Star Weekend this year. And arguably, he is still in the NBA. He plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. So it wasn't like it was a farewell type thing for Vince Carter. I'm just saying he should have been a little bit more visible for the first All-Star Weekend out of the United States. And especially in Toronto where he had a great career there. Another All-Star that was missing from All-Star Weekend in Toronto was, of course, Damian Lillard. You have to discuss Damian Lillard. He was left off the West roster, which I thought was ridiculous. I can't believe I wrote a column about the NBA All-Star Weekend that didn't include Damian Lillard not being a part of All-Star Weekend. And Damian Lillard actually came out, responded well to not being selected, and dropped 51 on Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. So... That's clearly a headline when you discuss NBA this past weekend, some of the big stories. Damian Lillard, five consecutive games with 30 points or more. First player in the NBA to have that streak. So shout out to Damian Lillard. You know, he took it like a champ. Uh, I think this might have been the second snub he got for All-Star, which is crazy to me. Because Damian Lillard is arguably one of the most explosive scorers in the NBA right now. Arguably a superstar out of Portland. And you also have to discuss uh, Anthony Davis, who topped Damian Lillard's 51-point performance with his own 50-point performance. He had 59 points and 20 rebounds, I think shooting like 70% from the field, which is a crazy stat line. I think only three other players have done that in NBA history. You got to talk about Shaq, Will Chamberlain, and Chris Webber, who's actually surprisingly on that list. The great thing about Anthony Davis is he's nothing like any of those players I just mentioned and he's only 22 years old so you're talking about a 22 year old athlete around 7 feet tall 240 pounds dropping 59 and 20 on another NBA team you gotta remember as far as the NBA goes these players are the best in the world you're not gonna find better players so if you're having a guy that can score in bunches like that against other pro basketball players grown men you got to give that guy some recognition in his props. The NBA trade deadline came and went. There was a lot of rumors speculating what was going to happen, which players would be moved. A lot of teams chose to stand pat, not to risk a lot of players or draft picks. Uh, right before the free agency period, which we all know, NBA teams will have an increase of about $20 million in salary in the offseason. So a lot of teams standing pat. Only players worth mentioning that were moved were Tobias Harris and Brandon Jennings. Uh, I like that move for the Pistons, even though Brandon Jennings can be a good point guard for the Orlando Magic. I know Scott Skiles used to have Brandon Jennings as a point guard in Milwaukee, so that's probably why they, they made the move for Brandon Jennings. Scott Skiles maybe is having second thoughts about Alfred Payton running the point guard position for that sneakily talented Orlando Magic team, so they brought in Brandon James, who has a little bit more experience. And Tobias Harris, you gotta talk about Tobias Harris, aka Baby Mello, for the Detroit Pistons and Van Gundy system. I think he could be a good player for the Detroit Pistons. You also gotta talk about the Jeff Green and Lance Stevenson swap. Great move for the Clippers, gives them a much more balanced roster for the second half of the season, just a much better fit overall. Uh, for what the Clippers are trying to do this year, which is compete for a championship. The Clippers right now, after that move, in my opinion, are right there. Still under the Warriors, but you got to remember, the Clippers, depending on the matchup, can beat the Spurs in a seven-game series, which you all seen them do last year. 
And the Thunder as well, they're also right there in the midst of things. Those top four teams in the West are going to be brawling out this year in the playoffs. I can't wait for the playoffs in the Western Conference. One team that had their playoff hopes crushed this week were the Grizzlies, who found out that Marcus Saul is having season-ending surgery on his foot. So that's not good news for the Grizzlies. You also have to discuss the Warriors, who became the fastest team to 50 wins uh, in the NBA history. And also, Kyrie Irving, he, he says he missed the game because he had bed bugs. In my opinion, very odd story. But LeBron James did come out and say today that he feels 10 times better than he did last year, which is very interesting considering they went to the finals last year. He's been in five straight NBA finals. How does he feel better right now than he did last year? It's taking care of his body. It's doing the extra workouts after the games, doing the extra stretches. So if LeBron James is in good health come, come playoff time, the East is in trouble. There isn't really any team that can challenge the Cavs right now in the East even after they fired their head coach, David Black, for Tyron Lue. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the East playoffs as well. Sports fans in this sprawling metropolis have frequently been portrayed as blasé, even laid back, if you will. But one team has turned this all around. It is the pro basketball team that plays inside the forum here in Inglewood, California. Okay, so this next section of the NBA League Pass podcast is called The Forum. where We're going to discuss all the stuff that you guys are talking about online. This is where the real NBA fans online hang out. Shout out to RealGM.com, a.k.a. The Forum, some of the best topics that we discuss on a daily basis goes down in this forum. Uh, we're going to start with Lillard and McCollum, duo of the next decade. Now, I'm not even going to click on this title, but I will say that Lillard and McCollum are a great backcourt duo. Okay, now, are they the duo of the next decade? Probably not. I don't think their size will dictate that type of statement. I think the Warriors definitely have a better backcourt right now with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson just because Klay Thompson gives you that added size, same shooting stroke as Steph Curry, and he can defend multiple positions. So I doubt that Lillard and McCollum are the duo of the next decade while they're in the same league as the Splash Brothers. You also have to discuss John Wall and Bradley Bill. They could be the duo of the next decade. That would be a good comparison. Lillard and McCollum versus John Wall and Bradley Bill. In my opinion, I would take John Wall and Bradley Bill over Lillard and McCollum. Next topic you got to discuss on RealGM.com is when will Curry's reign in? That's the name of the title. When will Curry's reign in? If you click on the uh, forum... So a lot of people talking about how LeBron James is no longer the NBA's best player. Online right now, it's pretty apparent that Steph Curry is the flavor of the month, of the year, toast of the century kind of guy right now. Finals MVP, reigning MVP, looks like he's going to go back-to-back with MVPs this year. He's the league's leading scorer now. So, I would agree with that. Steph Curry is the best player in the world right now in the NBA. And there's speculation on whether a guy like KD 
can come back and regain the title as the best player or one day overtake Curry. Kevin Durant, of course, was neck and neck with LeBron for a large period of time between 2010 to about 2004. Uh, within that stretch, he won an MVP and was a four-time scoring champion. So Kevin Durant is right there with Steph Curry, definitely a top five player still in the NBA, along with LeBron. LeBron isn't going anywhere. Still a top five player. Now, Kyrie and Kevin Love are healthy, so we'll see what happens this year in the finals. But this is why I love diving into real GM topics because there's so many scenarios that are being discussed about the NBA on realgm.com. It's really a great site if you want to have a discussion about the NBA or just read something. Uh, I would go to the forum. And this is the forum. You're listening to the forum. So, back to KD. Now, there's even speculation on this forum that KD now has to leave the Thunder because he has a weak supporting cast. One thing you got to talk about, Curry, how long will his reign last? Well, it depends on a few things. One is health. One is mo- his motivation and drive to continue to be the best player in the NBA. Uh, third is team and roster. We'll talk about that later. And, and the fourth is his age. He's only... 28 27 right now Steph Curry still a fairly young guy entering his prime in his prime but you got to go back to KD now his his team roster right now as far as his supporting cast other than Russell Westbrook right now KD and Russell Westbrook are the highest scoring duo in the NBA let's not forget about that but their supporting cast around KD and Westbrook is it going to be enough to one win a championship and two Keep KD in Oklahoma City. Will KD have to leave the Thunder? Everybody's been speculating speculating this in the NBA. Not a lot of noise coming from KD's camp. He keeps a tight-knit camp. Rock Nation. Shout out to Rock Nation Sports. Jay-Z. Title. Kanye. I think the question that you also have to now ask is, where will KD go? Should he form a bit another... Should KD form another big three with a new team, new roster, and kind of reshape the NBA? Because right now, Steph Curry is writing the history books in the NBA right now with what he's doing with the Warriors. Will the Warriors re-sign Harrison Barnes for a max contract? Now, this question is a very interesting one because... Right now, the Warriors, of course, won last year, and they have the chance to repeat this year. So some of the contract talks will have to do with what Harrison Barnes will do in the playoffs. But I enjoy talking about deals that have the potential to reshape the NBA. Okay? For example, I'll give you some previous examples of deals that have reshaped the NBA. Number one, LeBron taking his talents to South Beach. All right? Let's talk about that, number one. Number two... Oklahoma City trading James Harden. Huge mistake. The deals that you make as a GM will affect the history of the NBA. It's very simple. And you have a new influx of rookies every year. New fresh talent every year in the NBA. One thing I absolutely love about the NBA structure right now is that new players can come along. A player can leave in free agency. A player can get traded. And... It can reshape the whole NBA. Teams that wouldn't have won a title will win titles. It's quite simple. Now, will the Warriors 
re-sign Harrison Barnes. Uh, there's, a, there's some speculation that the Warriors have the opportunity to go after a guy like KD. Now, I doubt Kevin Durant would join the Warriors. Um, there's been a lot of chit-chatter online, but that chit-chatter doesn't mean much as far as real actual moves. It's all hypothetical. You know, so I don't think KD would even entertain joining the Warriors and that Steph Curry brand because that makes them look, him look like not a, a major guy anymore in the NBA, in my opinion. He's got to go somewhere where he can play the Warriors or the Cavaliers in the finals on a consistent basis. Uh, some, some way he can compete for titles for several years. That's what KD has the opportunity to do uh, with this offseason. He can reshape the NBA depending on where he signs back to Harrison Barnes now in my opinion the Warriors should re-sign Harrison Barnes at all costs whatever they have to sign Harrison Barnes and and keep that core together that core four of young talented players Barnes Draymond Steph Clay that four right there I, if I'm the Warriors, I do what I got to do to keep that four together their entire career. It's that serious as far as the Warriors. The Warriors have the opportunity to build a dynasty with these core four guys. Right now, Iguodala, he's making, what, maybe about 12 per, 12 a year. Who knows if you have to sign a guy like Iguodala back or has to sign a guy like Andrew Bogut back. I think going forward, if you're the Warriors, your top four guys, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Harrison Barnes. Very simple. Ready for this, Gary? He scored 84 points in two games against Chris Jackson in high school. Here's Shaquille. Look at this guy handling the ball. I can't believe it. Oh, oh, oh. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. That's a seven-footer. Are you serious? Bill Brown, are you serious? Oh, and I'm going to celebrate in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, those Cajuns will love him down there, won't they? The crowd is oing and on. Gary, hold me back. I saw him do that in practice this week, and he can do it in the game. There's Jackson, baseline to Tate, and intimidation by O'Neal again. Out it comes to Robinson. Three on two, pulls up to Daryl Cunningham. Tracy Murray, who's headed to UCLA, is fouled, and the foul going on the baseline. I'm still jumping in my seat here. I can't believe this. Hey, take a look at this. He blocks the shot. We're looking at a seven-footer, 260 pounds. He's putting the rock to the deck, and now he says, get out of my way, and he explodes with a power jam. Akeem, the dream of Olajuwon, eat your heart out. Those NBA guys can't do this. He took off from the free-throw line. Oh, my dear. <laughs> and they wonder why you get excited in a I was game too. like basketball, Gary. I was excited as you were. There's Murray. Okay, now before I get into the next section, before we talk about destroying, rebuilding, and the P word for potential, I briefly want to discuss some of the top performances this past week in the NBA. And of course, you cannot discuss top performers this past week in the NBA without first mentioning the great job 
Free Dawkins and GDL's highlights on YouTube does breaking down the best NBA highlights for each and every great performance in the NBA this year. They've been doing it for about three, four years now. I gotta discuss that briefly. Uh, for all all those who don't know and who are not big NBA fanatics out there, we're living in a state and age of technology where. A great player can have a performance one night and you could be watching only his highlights in the next five hours. For example, if you go to youtube.com backslash free Dawkins, this dude has got all of the highlights from last night. LeBron James, 23 points, Kyrie, 23 points, Kobe versus Vince Carter, Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell, Paul George. Your favorite player, they got them online on YouTube. So one of the reasons why I think the NBA has become so marketable, it's become so international, is because people from around the world now have the opportunity to watch their favorite players play, whether it's on League Pass or it's on YouTube, any time of day that they want to do it. For example, last night, Steph and Clay combined for 75 points. You could go on YouTube and watch both of their highlights in under 10 minutes. So you can see every single shot that they made, every every single assist, every rebound they made in less than 10 minutes. That's how good the NBA has become as far as marketing their product around the world. And I'm not even sure if um, the NBA has hired these guys to produce these YouTube videos. I'm pretty sure they do it independently. But the real reward is the fans. In the NBA, in my opinion, the, the, real, the real winners are always the fans. And I feel like with this NBA League Pass podcast, not a lot of people talk about the NBA just from a fan point of view. Let's get back to some of the performers, though. Uh, you got to talk about James Harden. He dropped 42 on the Jazz. I think he's right behind Steph Curry for the most 40-point games this year. Steph Curry last night, 42 points against the Miami Heat. Clay added 33. Uh, you got to talk about DeMarcus Cousins. He abused the Nuggets with 39 points and was clutch. Paul George had a nice game against the Heat, always entertaining. I want to ask you guys something. Uh, you guys get back to me. I might put this in a poll. Not who's the better player between Paul George and Kevin Durant, but who's the more entertaining player to watch? And I think Paul George arguably... Even, even if he's not better than KD, but he is more entertaining to watch than Kevin Durant. Simply because Paul George, for one, he has the ball more in his hands than Kevin Durant does with the Thunder. Uh, Paul George also has better handles uh, and can get to the rim a little bit easier than Kevin Durant can. Because Paul George is a little bit smaller, he uses his footwork a little bit more than Kevin Durant to get to the hole. I'm going to pull the poll out. Who do you guys think is more entertaining, Kevin Durant or Paul George to watch. I'm going to put a poll out. You guys got to get back to me on that one. Let's discuss some of these performances, though. You got LeBron James, 23 points last night against the Hornets. Kyrie also added 23. D'Angelo Russell, another potential, the P-word, another P-word candidate. He's got a lot of potential with the Lakers. I like how D'Angelo Russell... He's coming along, picking up after Kobe this first year, his rookie year. He's definitely playing much better 
in February than he did in November, which is most important. You want to see rookies progressing. You want to see rookies hitting shots. D'Angelo Russell has arguably found his stroke uh, as an NBA player. Also got to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's definitely got a lot of potential as, as a Milwaukee Buck. Um, he's probably like 21 still. He had a triple-double against the Lakers. 21 years old, dropping triple-doubles against the Lakers. That's a, that's a good sign as far as potential. Now, his potential with Jabari Parker as a combo, two combo forwards. Really, they could play the three or the four. I see them as interchangeable for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, now, I will say I like Jabari Parker's game more than Giannis Antetokounmpo's game. I think for the Milwaukee Bucks moving forward, their offense should be more centered around Jabari Parker as a playmaker and a scorer than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo, excuse me, his name is very hard to pronounce. I'm, let's just call him the Greek Freak. That's his nickname. I'm going to call him the Greek Freak. Now, the Greek Freak, I think, matched up with Jabari Parker as a primary scorer. He could be that Scottie Pippen. You know what I mean? The, the guy that is a point forward. He can do everything else and score the basketball, rebound, have assists, score. But I don't really like him taking a lot of shots away from the other talented scorers the Milwaukee Bucks have. Another potential, the P-word candidate that I really like is C.J. McCollum, the backcourt mate of uh, Damian Lillard. Now, I like what the Portland Trailblazers did with that pick. Because when they drafted C.J. McCollum, it was basically drafting another Damian Lillard. Uh, I like to call C.J. McCollum right now Baby Dame. Baby Dame. They got Damian Lillard and Baby Dame, a.k.a. C.J. McCollum. So, basically, he has the same similar game as, as Damian Lillard. Uh, a little bit less effective. Um, of course, he's not the scorer Damian Lillard is at this point in his career. But I like C.J. McCollum moving forward. You know who has a similar game to C.J. McCollum? Brandon Knight. I really like Brandon Knight off the Phoenix Suns. I think he gets a lot of flack for being crossed up by Kyrie, getting dunked on by DeAndre Jordan. That's what he's known for right now. But Brandon Knight can really shoot the three. He can really score the basketball, in my opinion. He, he's, he has handle. He's quick. Um, and he has a very impressive high school resume, which, was, which would be the Gatorade Player of the Year for an entire country. So I really like players as far as potential that have high accolades coming out of high school. Now, high school means nothing as far as playing in the NBA because you got to remember, you never heard of Steph when he was in high school. You never heard of Clay when he was in high school. Two, the two were really unknown. But you got to give it up for the guys who were high school All-Americans or Gatorade National Players of the Year in high school. That means something in my opinion. And that's just a fact. The top guys in high school usually become good to great NBA players. Last two guys I briefly want to discuss for the P word, potential, is Hassan Whiteside from the Miami Heat and Dennis Schroeder from the Atlanta Hawks. Let's start with Whiteside. You got to talk about his wingspan. He's a big body. He can post up a little bit. He can hit a little bit free throw line, extended jump shot if he's open. He can uh, dunk alley-oops from D-Wade, you know what I mean? He could uh, sky high for, for dunks and stuff like that. I like Hassan Whiteside. Expect him to make a lot of money this year as a free agent in the offseason. Dennis Schroeder, baby Rondo. 
I call a lot of players baby something because their games remind me of another player. For example, I call Draymond Green baby magic because his passing ability, he does everything you need him to do. He's that point forward. He rebounds. He defends. Mr. Triple-Double right now. Baby Magic for Draymond. That's his new nickname. I coined that. Baby Magic. And you got the Michigan State reference as well. Back to Dennis Schroeder. Now, I call him Baby Rondo because, of course, he's got that passing ability and ability to get anywhere he wants to on the floor, similar to Rondo. Only difference is Schroeder has shown a better ability to shoot the three-point shot this early in his NBA career. So... Got to talk about Dennis Schroeder as far as potential. He was a great pickup for the Atlanta Hawks. They drafted him, um, and that draft pick is panning out right now. Uh, great pick by the Atlanta Hawks. And lastly, before I get out of here, you got to discuss how Steph Curry is revolutionizing the game of basketball, the evolution of basketball. Right now on national TV games, they highlight a three-point shot now every single time somebody shoots one. So if somebody shoots a three-point shot right now on ABC, if you're watching it on ESPN, you'll see the three-point line actually light up. Literally, in the animation on your screen, the, the three-point shot is going to light up nowadays. And that's all because of Steph Curry. Really, that's the only reason why they've done that. Think about briefly how much the three-point shot now is probably emphasized as far as the fundamental aspect of the game. All right, guys, that's been my time. Thank you guys for listening. This is the War Report Radio Series, NBA League Pass Podcast, the full court press on all things you need to know NBA in 30 minutes or less. Follow my Twitter account, War Report Radio. Follow my Instagram account, War underscore Report underscore Radio. Very important. Major keys. Make sure you guys tune in to my next episode on the NBA as well. This is the full court press on all things you need to know NBA in 30 minutes or less. NBA League Pass Podcast on the War Report Radio Series. I'm out.